out of order in the parsha, but all of us study this parsha. We know we're not learning what was; we're learning what is. And Esav's behavior towards Yaakov—it's remarkable. He's coming to Yaakov with an army. The Medrash says the army had 160,000 people. So he's amassed a serious, serious army, 400 men leading each one. Each one was the head of a battalion of 400 soldiers. The Medrash says 160,000 soldiers. Esau's coming with a massive army to attack Yaakov Avinu and his camp. And obviously you only bring together such an army, hire such an army, there's a lot of ill intent. And remarkably... Almost, it's almost, I don't want to say the word inexplicably, but as close to, inex- I don't want to say inexplicably because we're going to try to say an explanation. But uh, definitely, amazingly, Esav comes, Esav ends up hugging Yaakov Avinu and kissing him, Naira, the response of Esav, and it's the story of our history in Gullus. This is Maisa Avay Simulabanim, where the times, the whole world, a tremendous amount of sinna, and a sinna of the world, short, relative short years ago, the world was very, very silent, and there was sinna, and then it flips around. This is Xerus Hashem. And sometimes Esav comes, The times Esav comes, I'll peek Zerus Hashem, and he hugs us and kisses us. And this is in Galus, what we have found in our 3,000 years of Galus, these two responses. Nonetheless, it's on us to look at the Psukim, what, what, what causes the change? What is it that caused Yaakov Avinu, we know, did a shtadlus, his prayer, he, was, he, he prepared in the three ways that we know. What is it that affected this unbelievable change that he comes to attack Yaakov Avinu and he ends up hugging and kissing him? It's important to know what affects this change. So I want to share something. I want to share something from Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. Avart Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanenfeld says, I want to tell the Olam that I'm not sure we study these parashiyas to learn about our specific relationship with Esav. With Esav that we contend with, I don't know in this vart, and all of us, it's not, we're not looking for vartim, we're looking for Anhagan, the Torah, what it's teaching us. And I want to read the Psukim. And I want to I wanna talk about the Psukim for a minute. And what does it say to us vis-a-vis our dealing with the Goyim, with Esav? And I'm misopic what it says. I want to share something, what it says. I have a, something on my mind. But it, it's, it's relevant to other aspects of our life. So let me share, say the vert, but I'm not, none of us are studying these psukim because we want to say, it, certainly we want to say, it's good to say the Torah Shabbos table, but we're studying the Dvar Hashem, we're finding out on Haga that Yaakov Avinu and his Banim are supposed to be Noyek, Lape Esav. And to see Esav go from coming to kill Yaakov Avinu and to switch Legamri, and all of a sudden he comes and he hugs, there might be something we can learn. Anybody who's watching what's going on in the world, we're seeing a tremendous rise in anti-Semitism. That's Dvarim Pshutim. The 
the Bnei Lavan who whispered, the Bnei Lavan, Yaakov's by Lavan, and they whispered, this is exactly people saying comments of the sword of Bnei Lavan. And we're in a matzav, so Esav's attacking. And the question is, had it back off Esav? So listen to what Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld said. He said in the Psukim, he made the following observation, Yaakov Enov. Yaakov Avinu opens up his eyes, and he sees Esav coming, he sees the 400 generals, like the Medrash teaches us, he sees this whole army, this frightening army, and then it says, says the Pasuk, Yaakov Avinu goes in front of his camp, and he bows down until he reaches till his brother. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld asked, the first time it says, says Yaakov Avinu raised his eyes that Esav was coming. And then it says he bows down it calls him Achiv. Says Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld that Yaakov Avinu did the following idea. Esav's coming with a Neuradeka Sena. So how do you turn around the Sena? He has a Neuradeka Sena. Says Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanifeld, he brings the Pasuk. I want to study the Pasuk for, for a couple of minutes and then we'll share how Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanifeld learned this Pasuk. The Pasuk in Mishlei, the Pasuk in Perich of Zion in Mishlei, the Pasuk says, Kimayim panim lepanim, Kain leiv adam adam. Now the Yalkut Me'am is on that Pasuk says Pshat. We'll get to the Pshat that, that Yosef Chaim Zanenfeld is, is saying in the Pasuk. The, the Me'am is says pshat, pshat in that Pasuk. That just like when you look in water and you see a reflection, and you see on the face there's some mark, there's some mark on the face in the water, you look in the water, say, whoa, funny looking man in there, so you know you have that mark. Like water, the face in the water to the face. If the face in the water has a defect, so you know your face has a defect. It's just a reflection of your face. If you see somebody else and you see a defect, you have the defect. The same way water reflects your face, you look in the water and the face you're seeing is you. When you look at another human being, you're just seeing you. If you see flaws and you pass them, you see wrong in somebody else, you're just attuned to your own flaws. That's what the Yalkame Amloyes says Pshat in this Pasuk. That a person, another human being, is just the reflection of ourself. And if we see flaw, if we see flaw in another person, if we're bothered and we see the flaw in another person, so then it's usually a sign of our own deficiencies. That's the Pasuk, that's the Yalkut Me'am Loye, says this Pasuk in Mishlei. But comes Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld, then he says a different shot in this Pasuk. And he says as follows, he says, it's really, we've learned this here together, we'll chazer it. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld saying the same shot, Rev. The Leiv Elio, the Leiv Elio brings this pshat 
that, that we've already studied before. All of us know the Gemara in Bab Metziah Daf Lamed Beis. The Gemara in Bab Metziah Daf Lamed Beis says as follows. There's two mitzvahs that raisa. There's a mitzvah that raisa called prika and a mitzvah that raisa called tina. Tina is to help somebody load their animal. And prika is if somebody's animal is overwhelmed from its load to help unload the animal. Two chasadim. Two mitzvah deraisas of chesed. One if somebody's loading their animal to assist in loading. And one if an animal's overwhelmed and is collapsing under a load to help take off the load off the animal. Prika and tina. Says the Gemara, which comes first? Prika comes first, of course. They're both chesed. But if you have an opportunity to unload an animal collapsing under its load, another opportunity to help somebody load up, help the person unload first, prika comes first, because sar balachayim, both are chesed, but one has sar balachayim, there's somebody in pain, there's an animal in pain, so prika trumps, comes first before tina. Says the Gemara Bab Metziah Daf Lamed Beis as an exception, however. If you're signing, if a guy you hate, has a tina, needs to help load him. And somebody you're ayev, and you have somebody you like who needs prika, then tina comes first. Even though normally prika comes before tina, but if the, the one who needs tina is an enemy, do tina first, help him load. Lakofes yitzray, to break your yitzahara, you have a sinner against the yid. To break that sinner, help your friend, help the enemy first. So if you have an ayev, a good friend who needs prika, and you have an enemy who needs tina, says the Gemara Bar Metziah, do tina first, lock of es Yitzray to overcome your Yitzray. Frek Taisvis and Psachim and Bar Metziah gives different answers in each places, but Frek Taisvis and Bar Metziah and Psachim, it's the Gemara Psachim Kuf Yud Gimel. The Gemara Psachim on Kuf Yud Gimel says, es Akasha. It says, If you see the shar of your enemy collapsing under its load, you're not going to help him, as if help him unload. Frakta Gemarim Sachim is the Pasuk talking about a Russia, you hate a yid? As if that's normal? You see, Chamar Sainacha, your enemy, you're not allowed to have a sign, it's us to hate a yid. The Torah is talking. The Torah like Derech If you see you're, you're a guy you hate, you're not allowed to hate a yid. What says you have a signy? So the Gemara Psachim asks, why is there a yid that you hate? And the Torah is talking. Why are we talking to Rishus? Say stop hating him and then tell me the din. Says the Gemara, it's going on a guy that it's a mitzvah with snaisei. It's going on a yid that it's a mitzvah to hate. He was over certain in Yane Arayas. It's a mitzvah to hate him. So that's what it's going on. So Frek Taisvis, what does the Gemara mean? If your enemy who you hate needs to in or do it first to break your hatred. We're going on a guy, it's a mitzvah to hate. We're talking about it. So what are you, what are you breaking your Yitzhahara? Lock of us, Yitzhahara. It's going on a guy, it's a mitzvah. That's what... Taisa. So Taisim Bab Metziah says that when the Gemara says a guy you hate, it's not going on the Pasuk's guy you hate. The Pasuk's guy you hate is going on a guy mitzvah is nicer. The Gemara is going that you're being over and over and you hate a yid and stop it, knock it off. Now in the Gemara you wouldn't ask why does the Gemara, the Gemara is talking if you're doing an Avera. The Gemara could give a case. You have a guy you hate 
On the Gemara, it's not a kasha. On the Torah, to say, the Torah is stam talking. If you're walking by and you see your enemy, why are you making a guy a balaver? Like, why do you need a balaver? Why say a guy you hate? So, Atta Birshi, Eskina says, even a guy who it's a mitzvah to hate, help him do preka. Help him do Tina. On the Gemara, the Gemara is allowed to talk about a guy doing an Avera. If you're doing an Avera and you have, you have a yid you hate, so that's what Tyson Bamatsia says. It's interesting, Tyson Psachim doesn't answer like Tyson Bamatsia. Tyson Psachim, why he didn't like Tyson Bamatsia, I'm misupping. Either because it's Mistaver, it's going on the same Sine of the crown. Because the Pasuk Sine was the one that's mitzvah, nice. So the Gemara says, a Sine Litain, it's probably the same Sine of the crown. So that's what Taisus didn't like in Psachim. Or Taisus held the Gemara itself. What if, if you're darshaning, you're talking about a Russia? It could, you could, you're talking about, I, I don't know what the cash is. The Gemara is telling a Russia what to do. If you have a, somebody you hate, this is what you should do. Do Tina and stop hating him. I'm not sure what Taisim Psachim didn't answer like Taisim Bamatsi. However, Taisim Psachim answers that he says as follows. He says, Avada were going on a guy, it's a mitzvah to hate. But since you hate him, he brings the Pasuk in Mishlei, Kimayim panim lepanim, Kain leiv b'nei adam la'adam. And he says that just like water reflects, your, you look in water, it reflects your face back, hearts reflect each other. If you like somebody, they'll like you back. If you hate them, they'll hate you back. That's what the Pasuk means. A person will feel to you like you feel to them. So if you like a person, they'll like you back. If you don't like a person, they'll dislike you back. So says Taisus Psachim like this. It's going a guy you, you had a mitzvah to hate. But because you hate him, he hates you back. Now you hate him a much bigger sinner because he hates you. No longer the mitzvah. The mitzvah, you're angry at him. Now is a new level of sinner because he hates you. That extra level of sinner you should break. That's what Taisus says. The Taisus, Pashup Shat. Pashup Shat in Taisus is learning a new Pshat in the Pasuk and Mishlei. We said, Pshat, that if you see bad in others, the Yalpa Amlayis, that just like water reflects, if there's, a, if there's a deficiency in the water, it's in your face. You're seeing you. When you see others, you're just seeing yourself. Tysus is saying a different Pshat in the Pasuk. He's saying, just like the water reflects your face, hearts reflect each other. If you like somebody, they'll like you. If you hate somebody, they'll hate you. Says you have Yosef Chaim Zunnenfeld, remarkably. Esav's coming to Yaakov. Esav's coming to Yaakov. And Esav's coming with tremendous sinner. Yaakov Avinu's Esav is to see Esav as a brother, to take away the sinner from his own heart, to like Esav, to see Milus and to appreciate. Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunnenfeld said that Yaakov Avinu was busy seeing Milus and Esav. He says, Pshat in the Psukim, Esav, but he, he, Yaakov raised his eyes, Esav's, but Esav is the Russia. But then as he's coming close, Yaakov is working, it says, By the time he was getting closer, he wasn't seeing Esav, he was seeing his brother. He was seeing the Tzidkos, the brother, the one who's close to him. He was working on, his, on, on, on feeling good feelings to Esav. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld said that Yaakov Avinu's good feelings to Esav are what changed Esav.
and caused Esav to come and hug him and kiss him. I wonder a lot about this. Of what states if we see Esav coming at us? So what, so what are we saying here? What would what would be Nageya us? And we study these parishes to learn. I I tend to wonder. Again, I'm not. I don't know. But we learn these parishes to learn our own. We're learning our story. When we're learning our story, I tend to wonder when we see anti-Semitism. I'm not saying so which guys we should start looking at this guy that we, we don't get the opportunity to see the guy who hates us. But I wonder that we're more loyal to our mission of being a light onto the nations, being more honest in our work, being people more sincere. By the way, when we go to stores, being more polite, being, being what you're not supposed to be, a light onto the nations. I think all too often we forget what we're supposed to be. I can't blame us because we've been, we've been battered. And all too often, when Esau's coming, I, I'll be honest, when Esau's coming with the sword to start remembering we're supposed to be a light onto the nations, is Gar Shver. <laughs> you remember, we're supposed to be a good role model. It's hard. It's hard. I had a Bachar in Yeshiva that made me tremendously sad. I had a Bachar in Yeshiva who was going through difficulties, becoming a Bentayr, but he, didn't, he was working behind the counter together with three other Goyim. He was a Yid in a very Yiddish Ashtat. He's an honest guy. He told me I was treated geferluch. And people thought I was a guy. I would say I was a Yid. They were like apologizing up and down. And he asked me with full sincerity, if I was a guy, that right, how they were treating me? He didn't look like a Yid at that point. He told me he was treated. He asked me a Shailan, Ernst a Shailan. Said when I said I was a Yid, they were so nice. People apologized, offered to buy me things. He said if I was a guy, they were supposed to treat me like that. No way, no way. We're supposed to be a light on to the nations. We're supposed to be a Mamleches Kaihanim, the Goy Kaddish, Midas Tavis. I'm not blaming, we're a precious nation. And when the guy comes and attacks, and we feel under attack, it's hard not to reciprocate, it's a truth. But we're not people who are responding, we're people of a mission. And we're supposed to be something. We're supposed to be role models of integrity, role models of specialness. We can't forget what we're supposed to be. And again, under these conditions, what we study, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld said, turn the tide of Esav's hate, is Yaakov Avinu was looking at a brother. Now, the guy, it's not our brother, it's not the exact, but I'm saying that if we were to assume our position, maybe that would be me'ain the eights of Yaakov Avinu, perhaps. The eights of a yid being what he's supposed to be to the guy, maybe, maybe. Maybe that's a me'ain. Maybe we can learn that. Yaakov Avinu, this was Klape, a brother. And he was mischazik. Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld taught us that I don't, we can't look. It's not a vert. There's, a, there's, a, there's what Yaakov Avinu, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanimfeld taught us happened. That Yaakov Avinu was mechazik, the Indian of Achva, of brotherhood. That was his job. Today, the Indian of being a mamleches kehanim. I don't know. I don't want to say it. You never want to make the victim. We're victims. You never want to make. But I don't know historically. And again, I don't know what this says. We've been attacked and we have, to, we have to follow the path of the Torah. But I can't imagine that being mechazik, being more ehrlich in our jobs, 
being a yid that the yid, the way a yid's supposed to be, and again keeping muvdalim from the goyim, that's for certain. We're different. We live in our own. We have our own Torah and our own life, and we heard Rav Malkiel speak about. We heard the lake with Rosh Hashiva b'mechazik that we live in a Torah that kavelt to but stay true to the ideals of Torah. But there's a conduct of behavior we have to stay true. Very possibly that when we're mechazek, being a light onto the nations, that's our way, that's the closest sense of achva to the nations. We can't forget what was put, when we walk into Walmart, we're supposed to be who we are, our behavior is supposed to be, who is that guy? What is he about? Oh, he's one of God's people. He's the Am Hashem. Ah, wow, wow. That's what's supposed, that's Pashat. We walk out of a taxi, it's Pashat, who is that guy? She'd call up, I met this person. Made this tibis. I met the person, he's godly. That's what we're supposed that's Dvarim Shutim. Once in a while we should everybody should read like nineteen letters once in a while. Just remember what's supposed to look like. When a Bachar asked me a Shaila that I didn't look so Jewish when I was struggling, people treated me miserably and he was impressed when he said he's a year, they apologized over he said, Were they right when they thought I was a guy to treat me like that? When a guy asks me that in a big shtut, so I say we have questions to ask. We might have to chazer things. That I, I, maybe people forgot it. And understandably, understandably, mamish, not chas v'shom, yidin are precious. And if a person's beaten, so it's the chashver and asayin. To remember what I'm supposed to be vis-a-vis somebody else. If Esau's coming at me with, with guns and stuff, so you can't exactly blame me if I'm a little rough and tough back. I don't have a tain on a yid. And a few minutes ago, Asa beat us up. I have not a tain on a yid. But I still wonder if we could find it in ourselves. It's almost impossible, I admit it. We're asking, but we're a big people. But maybe, maybe that we, without responding to Esau, Stam, we're Yaakov Avinu. Without responding, we come from Yaakov. We have a mission. We're a people, and a people with a mission... In, in, in remarkable, if you picture the scene, this is impossible. This, but Maisa always similar to him. Yaakov Avinu did it. It's almost impossible. He was Naig Achva and the brothers, but the brother ends up hugging him. He's Mechabek, he's Menashe. What changed it? Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonnenfeld said, he was Mechazek on his part of Achva, Klape Esav. And it turned around Esav. So maybe, maybe we're Mechazek. Our version, Achva today is not, we're supposed to be Muvdalim from the game. It doesn't mean to, it does, it means to keep our boundaries and our walls and to stay separate, Kedoshim. But of course, but understanding that our behavior is a role model, is, a, is, is, is Pashat, a light on to the nations. What was Mamleches Kehanim? What the Kayan is to Klal Yisrael, the Jewish nation is to the world. If our conduct is more Erluch, more sincere, more Tayyidic, more godly, so Mistam will have a tremendous impact. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my friends. I'm, not, I'm talking to. I'm asking the chaver. I'm asking you if somebody disagrees. I'm not. I'm coming to think together, Rabbi Say. But studying such a verb, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zanenfeld, it hit me more this year than previous years because we're facing Esav in a much different way than we faced more recently. We're facing him different. We're seeing different things. 
and, and, and wondering that, wondering what the solution is, because not saying, but there, there's a shtatlus, there's a shtatlus to make, and wondering if we're mechazik in a yid, what a yid is supposed to look like, what his achrayas is, what he's supposed to be, wondering if that would be mechazik. That if, that if that would help, if that would do something, I'm sharing Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld and asking the Chavri Fakert Basi Lahair, asking what the Ilum holds. I want to backtrack in the parsha for a few minutes. My kids laugh at me. Today, when people observe sports, they're watching pictures of sports. I grew up, I watched games on the radio. That's why I grew up, you watched the game, you know, you watched the game on the radio. It's a much better game. They made much better catches. Now on the radio, my kids know if I, if I want to watch a game, I want to watch it on the radio. To watch a game, the catches, the plays the guys make on the radio are amazing. You have to see the way the shortstop, his throw, his play, it's much better than anything they can see. So I, I, I'm used to watching it. I also learn how to listen very well to the announcer recording the game, and I appreciate when you're not seeing what's going on, you're completely reliant on the guy who's telling you what's going on. You don't know what happened. So you have your own picture for certain, but how do you make the picture based on his words? He gives you the words and you make a picture. There are announcers that are very, very exact. That you could tell. There's an announcer, I was a kid, I, he would announce the football game. Based on the announce, the running back ran, jumped, juked, went. I could tell you how many yards he ran. It's pretty sorry how much I listened to the guy. But I could tell you he just ran four yards. The announcer then would say it's second and six. I could tell he was very precise. So you could tell how much he announced, how far the guy ran. There are announcers that are very not precise. There's one famous announcer, it's a wonderful fellow, seems, but he misses parts of the action. And when he announces a game, it's very confusing. The guy can literally announce, I'm not being megasm, the ones here that know, know. He can announce a guy smacks the ball and, and what a catch, amazing catch. There's nobody on base. The guy hits the ball, great catch. And then he announces the players running around second base. And you're confused if the guy caught the ball, was he running at? Then his partner will like chime in. So I think the ball bounds. You know, like we'll like, we'll like fix things up. Like, but there'll be steers. Like you hear the announcing. It's very confusing. You're, not, you're only making the picture in your brain. I want to discuss Rabbi Say. In this week's parasha, there's a fight. There's a fight between Yaakov Avinu and Sari Shalesav. And I want to handle this. There's a plea in the, in the, in the, in the, the way the Torah records it, there's a plea. Listen to the, the way it's recorded. Vayyavasa Yaakov Levadai. Yaakov Avinu is alone. Vayyavik Ishimar Aloysa Shachar. And the man has a dust up with Yaakov Avinu. There's a fight. An Ish. We know Chazal tells us a Malach, the Sarish Aleshev. And he fights the Mar Aloysa Shachar till the morning. And the Malach sees that he can't, he can't defeat Yaakov Avinu. And he claps him in uh, on his thigh. And the thigh of Yaakov is dislodged, a gruesome injury. Yaakov Avinu's thigh is dislodged. While they were fighting, 
And so I'm picturing, I'm very visual. Yaakov Inu takes a zah blow, a riziga blow. He takes a tremendous shot. Now the next Pasuk. Vayoymer Shalcheni. The Malach says, send me. The, now I'm picturing the Malach is in like a crazy hold. Yaakov Inu's mamish beat him up. Yaakov Inu has some choke hold. And the Malach says, let me go. Ki Shacher. And then he says, I won't send you till you give me bro. I'm so confused. The last thing you recorded is the Malach throws a death blow at, at Yaakov Avinu. He, I shouldn't say a death blow, but take a kafiyachab. He throws a tremendous blow at Yaakov Avinu that does tremendous damage. Yaakov Avinu's thigh is out of place. But take a Then the next one. Uh, there's something missing in the action. There's, like you didn't tell me something. Somehow Yaakov, despite his great pain, threw some haymakers back. There's something funny here. The, the Malach throws a blow at Yaakov. I'm, I'm there, I got I'm on this fight. It's tough, it's a bad matziv. And then the angel says, set me free, get me help, help. The angel said, you didn't broadcast something, it's a pella. Something's missing from the Torah's recording of what happened. Why is the angel say, let me go, let me... He just threw a crazy blow at Yaakov. Kasha 1. Kasha 2, they're both like blatant kashas. Pshat. Kasha 2 is the... Mount, it says, there's a fight. They're going at it, nobody has the upper hand. And the Malach strikes Yaakov. I, I'm watching, it's broadcasting the fight. And his leg got dislodged while he's, while he's fighting. It said there's a middle of a fight. The word those two words are entirely extra. There's a fight till the morning. Okay, I'm here, I'm watching, I'm seeing there's not a fight. In the middle of the fight, the Malach throws a striking, a crazy blow. And the Yerech of Yaakov is dislodged. While they're fighting. While they're fighting. I knew they were fighting. It's broadcasting the fight. The words are entirely extra. That's my two caches. And what I want to study here, Rabbi Yisai, an MS that all of us have to know this MS, that the first step about Yaakov Avinu is that calls man that Yaakov Avinu is engaged in the fight. That alone is a tremendous victory. That the tire is recording and Sarah Shalai says, I quit, I quit. Send me. I need to leave. I'm done. You have me. There's no glancing blow from Yaakov. But what we're told is that after his glancing blow, it's It's still in the middle of the fight. The fight didn't end from that. All of us know in our own lives that we have times that we give up and we're not fighting when we're honest. We're watching and letting things pass and just floating. The, the first step and the pirish of Yaakov Avinu is that there's a tremendous victory in the fact that the person's engaged with the Yetzirah, the fact that he's interested in trying and battling to win, that alone be'yavka I'll tell you a mice with my Rebbe. There was a group in Yeshiva when I was there, there was a group that was struggling a lot with Shachras. 
And he could have solved the problem. Give a big knas, bang, the guys are there. Big, give a big knasas. My Rebbe did something so unusual, it made a guys think. He divided the chevr into groups and had guys, I want you to talk over the sugya, the shachra struggle, talk it over groups. So interesting. What? Make an einesh, knas, bang, and there's no struggle. He wanted to show that there's an Indian that you're working on something. That two people have a dialogue and talk about it. You try this plan, you talk over, I tried this, it helped, I'm doing a little better, worse. He wanted a group that's working. There's something called Yaakov. And there's a Madreg that you're still battling. That Malach throws blows and he, and he, and he does damage to us. This, you're fighting a Malach and he does damage. But the fact that the Yid is very much engaged and cares and is working and struggling and davening and trying, that's Yaakov Avinu. And I'm fascinated that after the Malach, after the Malach, Yaakov Avinu says, give me a bracha, the Malach says, La Yaakov Shimcha Kim Yisrael. You're no longer Yaakov, Yisrael. Because you took on such a war and you were successful. And the next words, Hashem still calls him Yaakov. Later in the Torah it says, But the next words, And the name Yaakov still sticks. But we're still called Yaakov because the name Yisrael comes first that there's a Madrega called Yaakov. That a person fights is a tremendous Madrega. That a person's engaged in the struggle. The Balatanya has a whole piece where he describes somebody fighting for years. He says, I can't believe after all these years I'm still struggling. It seems like I've gone nowhere. I'm still struggling. The same things I'm working and fighting back forth. I'm so tired. And he describes the nachas of all the victories. The nachas of all the times the person's working and caring and trying and putting more effort. He says, you want to deprive that nachas? Is, is, this is what Hashem put the person in the chayim for. He describes the beauty of Yaakov. He describes the tremendous beauty of being Yaakov. The fact that in a sincere, authentic way, the person sits down with effort. My Rebbe making these groups was such a lesson, such an unusual chinuch approach. Don't you want the result? Don't you just want Yisrael and kick everybody else out? Don't you, you put up with Yaakov? You make groups like as if like as if you're allowed to struggle a mud na he was telling us something, and he was telling us, but not in a pretend way. There's something called Yaakov. And it will be times, but amidst the struggle. And if it's amidst the struggle, at, that, at some point, Sarah comes out, hands up. What was the blow back to him that I continued to fight? That I'm not giving up on Kiddush Shemayim. That I'm going to keep at this and keep working and trying and putting in and investing effort. That alone, it's a topic that matters to me. That alone is tremendous Kiddush Shemayim, Yaakov. I think that it's important to know the name Yisrael. I think people who, there are people who ignore the name Yaakov, no question about it. They have only Yisrael mentality, a perfectionist, an all or nothing mentality. Not valuing that there's something called struggle and difficulty and constantly battling. But we're also Shaykh to Yisrael. 
I don't want to, there's sometimes in music, I see that they're very busy, there's something called Yaakov, and they discount that you can't win. There's something called Yisrael, there is something called Yisrael. People can battle, have tremendous victories, and we'll have areas of Yaakov always. We'll always have areas, but we're shayich to Yisrael. We're shayich to have tremendous victories. It's shayich to get to places. Yisrael is that person's coming to Shachos. It's no longer a sign. We're shayich to Yisrael, no doubt about it. But to value, and Yisrael comes from an attitude of a willingness to be Yaakov. Yaakov becomes Yisrael. I wanted to share this with all of us and the struggles and all the... We always in our lives have areas of Yaakov. We have Yaakov and Yisrael, Yisrael and Yaakov. We're aware of many, many victories, but we're also aware of the name Yaakov. The name Yaakov is this Nekudah. He takes blows. But the struggle's still in the middle. It's not the word he took it and then it's over. Amidst the struggle which suggests and says to us that Yaakov was still fighting. He's still fighting at some point, Esav says, Shalcheni. He never puts him in a chokehold, he's just fighting. He's just fighting, Laman Hashem. He's fighting for the right things, and investing and caring and making effort, developing strategies, how it's going to be different, how he's going to be better. Put in, he's fight to fighting. It's interesting, it's not Yom Kippur time, but we're learning this Muhammad. I've grappled in my own mind with things. You come Yom Kippur, and you have an inner discussion, an honest inner discussion. I wonder if there's familiar yet to the Chevra. You have an honor in this discussion, and on some things you say to yourself, am I any better now? You're coming back, this is not my first year coming, grappling with this. And I'm here again, and you struggle, and there's a voice. What's going, what are you doing? And then another voice says, but you still care about it, to come up with yet another plan this season. To yet think weiter, to yet try something new. So you still beyavka, it's true, there are blows. And it's true, but you're still here saying, what, that Kiddush that there's somebody here who's planning and thinking and trying and unwilling to just say, oh, hold up, forget it. Unwilling for that. Completely unwilling. I once had a guy call me up. I had a guy, I'll tell you a Misa. Misa happened and we'll close with this. I was pacing my dining room. A guy, my kitchen and dining room, back, forth. Mom is pacing up and down. A guy on the phone. Somebody I'm close to described years of fighting something. And he described, I'm giving up. I can't anymore. I can't. I can't. Now he called me for chizuk, but after he described it and listening and listening, I lost all kayak. There was nothing to say like a kid. He described effort upon effort. It was true. The problem was it was true. Many defeats. He was, he was describing a yish. And he said it to me so well. So vividly, so clearly, so articulate, I lost strength. And say something, I just heard it was so. You're right. What I, you can't just say to if you're not feeling, you say, oh no, keep going. I, I had no kayak, let alone him to have kayak. He described it. I remember pacing. I said to him, I said to him, I need a few minutes. Could I call you back in five minutes? I call you, I need a few minutes. I, I couldn't. He took away breath. You couldn't say anything. So I, he says, okay, give, call me back in five minutes. I called up another chavir who's a bright person who's been through a lot in his life. 
said, I'm on the phone with somebody. He's describing, he's out of Kayach. He's out of Kayach. What do I tell him? So he told me, he says, Daniel, that's a voice. What he's telling you is a voice of addiction, he told me. He said, anything that says at the end, I'm out of Kayach, so now I just want to do the other thing. He said, that's a voice of Yish. He said, we're here to battle. There's no such thing, so I'm done. We're here, it's a world of fight. It's a world of fight. Anything which ends with the alternative, I'm so tired of fighting. So therefore, I'm going to do all the things. That's just another voice of addiction, Daniel. It's just a voice of addiction. A human being is built to fight, to be like him. We're a battling machine. He said, don't listen to him. Give him kayak to keep fighting. We fight. That's what a human being does. He said, anything which ends, therefore, so therefore I'm going to do the thing I'm not supposed to do. I'm going to fight and continue to fight. So all of us can relate in all our different struggles. We can relate to the sense sometimes of feeling, but it was azab lov. But he was still a dying fighting. He was still saying, no, so what am I going to do? How am I going to do better? How am I going to put in more be'avkaimai? That's a mile of Yaakov Avinu. But of course, be aware there's such a thing called Yisrael. Be aware. Don't ever forget that either. There's Madragas of Yisrael. We're shayach to tremendous victories. But both things we're shayach to. We're shayach that we're always going to fight, that we're going to remain Yaakov. That kayach of not quitting, of not being miyayish, of not saying, but I'm fighting so long, I'm, we're going to fight all our lives because that's chayim. And we're going to fight for something, and that's a kiddush shemaim that we're going to engage and figure out and put in kaychus and put in and think of new ways and continuing because there's chayim, then there's yakov, then there's a struggle. There's something called a sarish aleisav that we're going to keep ayav kaimoi. So I wanted to be mechazik this kaych of yakov in us all. This determination of Yaakov Avinu, this sense of the Kiddush Shemayim, the beauty of he who's fighting for the right reasons and the right causes, that there's a beauty and a mile to that that we'll always hold on to. And then B'Siyata Deshmaya, Hashem helps us and B'Siyata Deshmaya, we can beat, we can win, we can, we can as well have the name Yisro.